This is Hitting the Mark. Conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Geierhalter. quick story to explain is we released these uh, boxes in Canada when we first came out. Our cannabis came in these boxes. And we knew that maybe people would be bothered, especially in Canada, that they were large boxes. But we thought cannabis deserves reverence. So we'll put it in these boxes, just like another product, like headphones come in a box, your computer comes in a box. Why can't cannabis come in like a nice box? And so we went to great effort to make sure it was made from upcycled things and um, post-consumer waste. And we actually won an award for uh, how environmentally friendly it was. And the Canadians hated it. And they eviscerated us. They despised the boxes. I would go into stores and talk to the people just to like see what's going on. They'd be like, why'd you guys make these boxes? And uh, and the point of my story is sometimes you try so hard, you consider every angle and you just fail. And it didn't ruin our company. It didn't ruin our motivation. But it was one of those things where like we really tried hard and we tried to satisfy everybody and we tried to like think what was going to go wrong, what could go wrong, what could go right. And in the end, it just didn't work for reasons that we failed to see or couldn't see. And so I, I, I just think you got to be ready for those big fails. This was Evan Goldberg, who together with Seth Rogen, yes, that Seth Rogen, and Michael Moore founded Houseplant, a lifestyle brand rooted in cannabis that creates and curates thoughtful, design-led, original products. By very cleverly unifying the words of house and plant, Houseplant has created an entirely new cannabis experience through curated, one-of-a-kind, expert insights <laughs> from Rogan and Goldberg that marry perfectly with well-designed premium house goods. Today, I have both Evan and Michael on the show as we dive into the similarities of crafting a movie versus a brand, how to create a welcoming brand in a misunderstood and slightly jaded business segment, why pricing is key to positioning and how you can perfectly plan something and it can still misfire. And that is, in a way, the challenge, but also the beauty of entrepreneurship and brand building. And I can guarantee you that you will not only gain a lot of insights into brand strategy, but that you will also greatly enjoy the company of these fine gentlemen on today's show. But before we dive in, I'd like to thank the latest supporters of the show, Semra and Brittany Barnhart, who both joined on the Creative Circle level and are hence helping bring you this show advertising free. So thank you for myself, as well as on behalf of you, the listeners. And now, without further ado, over to my delightful conversation with Evan and Michael. Welcome to the show, Mikey and Evan. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Oh, it's one. It's wonderful to have uh, both of you. I really appreciate it that both of you could make it. So, to, together with uh, Seth Rogen, uh, the three of you created Houseplant in anticipation of of cannabis legislation taking shape in Canada, and as a way for you, Evan and Seth, to look for entrepreneurial opportunities outside the film and, and television industry. Now, the idea of cannabis is not uh, far-fetched from Seth's personal brand. Uh, when did the concept manifest and, and what did you set out to do differently with Houseplant than the slew of cannabis shops, some even celebrity endorsed, um, out there uh, was doing at the time and are doing currently? Um, well, it all began, I, I would say, uh, 
when Seth and I were in high school, smoking weed all the time. And then um, that kind of led uh, eventually to Pineapple Express, of course, which was, you know, like the uh, like a, a real movie about pot as opposed to just a movie that was pure pot jokes nonstop. Um, and that kind of like uh, created a thing where people started coming up to Seth and I, much more Seth than I, uh, very few people recognize who I am. Uh, and and they would say Pineapple Express, Pineapple Express. And we would make bigger movies and arguably movies that are like uh, more sophisticated. But no matter what, people kept coming up to us and talking about Pineapple Express. And we would always chat about how it, it, it showed us that there were people out there who didn't want it to be a joke and didn't want it to be a burnout thing or some stoner trope. Like it was part of their lives. And they loved that some creative individuals went ahead and made a love letter to something that makes their lives better and makes our lives better. And it just kept happening again and again and again. So obviously eventually we were like, oh, we should go into the cannabis space in some capacity. Uh, so we began that conversation with Alex McAtee and James Weaver who uh, run Point Grey with Seth and I, our film company. And so the four of us started talking about it. And the first thing we knew is that four movie people going into the cannabis space was not the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're, we're good at film and television, but we did not know what we were doing. Uh, and we needed someone we could trust. And it was in a bold new, uh, you know, like a, a, a business world that had never really existed in any capacity. And so uh, I thought of Mikey immediately and you know, they all knew Mikey from uh, being a part of my life as my relative. And we quickly brought Mikey in. And that's really when things started to take off. And we started to really uh, solidify our intent to enter the cannabis space in some capacity. And that was where it all began, uh, where our intentions started were very different than where we ended because it was not legal to... Uh, uh, federally in America and it and still isn't federally and it was not legal federally in Canada um, but then things started to change and that's where we started to kind of uh, take off and, and start running with the concept towards where we are now and tell us a little bit about about the concept what 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 because it's it's very unique I mean you you are you are a very unique uh, company in the space um, how, how did the concept come about like how did you how did you decide on the idea of well i guess house and plant right i mean it's in the name yeah we kept talking about the industry and how we thought it would play out and we kept coming back to the idea of the consumer of the cannabis consumer today and and the cannabis consumer of tomorrow and how that consumer would want to interact with with cannabis products and with with companies uh, that make cannabis products and we just we, we gave a lot of consideration to that and we layered over that uh, what we realized early on which was with the path of, of legalization you know across the US and in different countries uh, it was going to be a long journey and one of our biggest unfair advantages was that we were able to speak to a very large audience uh, from the start, yeah. right? And a much larger audience than would ever have access to houseplant cannabis products. Um, and we were talking about our own, you know, wants and needs as cannabis consumers. Uh, and, and, you know, we all, uh, you know, live in homes and, and like the objects that are in our homes and, and that we, you know, buy to surround us and that we use for utility. Uh, and, uh, you know, Seth and Evan have, uh, you know, have struggled to find 
you know, really beautiful objects that fit into their homes that, that also, you know, solve, you know, a, a problem for them. Uh, and we, so, so it was sort of our, our wants and needs and sensibilities uh, and understanding where, you know, we thought this industry would go and what cannabis consumers today and tomorrow would want and, and knowing that we could reach a very large audience. So that's what drove us to, to come up with this other concept uh, of, of the house side of the business so that we could, that we could create objects to fill that white space. That is, and that's so whip smart. I, I read, I read this, um, this in, uh, in, in, in Morningstar last night. What they wrote is they, they said, with cannabis still federally illegal, Houseplant has been shipping a line of ashtrays to all 50 states as a way to get its name out across the US, even where cannabis remains illegal. I mean, obviously, that wasn't the plan all along by mixing in products with cannabis, as you just stated, right? It's more like the entire lifestyle and bringing in beautiful products into that uh, that full, you know, like end-to-end experience, as we like to call it. But and you and you first focused on the Canadian market, right? So that that wasn't even as much of an issue. But what a smart strategy as you ventured into into the U.S. market to basically have something to buy for anyone who starts following your brand. It's 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 really it's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you, Fabian. It, it, um, we think it's smart uh, and appreciate the validation. You, know? uh, you are mean, smart. We, we've bet a lot on hoping it's smart. Yeah, we're yeah, really we really down on that. Uh, um, but, but really, if you think about, about cannabis today, to many people, it is still a scary uh, product. And, you know, we do have a thesis that there is a cannabis product out there for everyone. It just doesn't exist yet or it is not yet being made by someone you trust to make it and it was that realization right that led us to say okay so if 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 there many many more people one day will be consuming cannabis products we are certain of that there's just too many use cases for it and too many you know things that are not quite as good for you that could be replaced with a cannabis uh product instead that we know one day a lot more people will be consuming a cannabis-based product, but between now and then, there needs to be a lot of education done in the space and with different product formats and consumption and, and dosage. Uh, and, and companies need to be created and interacting with consumers to build trust. And so that's what we leaned into with the house goods is we can be, and, and we are, as you mentioned, we're, we're, we're building a relationship with consumers across the country today as a cannabis lifestyle brand. And we're giving them beautiful, really well-made objects that enhance their life. So we're making, you know, we're, we're, we're building awareness, we're building uh, relationships and, and we're building trust with the houseplant name with consumers, you know, across the country and around the world today, knowing that legalization, decriminalization, this is inevitable. And, and when there is a cannabis product available in, in the market for these people, you know, who are they going to, who are they going to want to buy product from? It's going to be a company that they that they know and trust already. And that's the number one word, trust, right? I mean, that's what every brand seeks. And it's 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 extremely difficult to do that in your space and then not targeting the potheads, but actually targeting everyone, like you said, right? Like everyone above, you know, 21 and over, um, to 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 start to start finding it um, you know, as a as a as a solution, right? Um to to whatever, whatever, whatever their their mood or their problem or whatever it is. And and I I actually find I found that uh very surprising in a positive way, um, seeing those educational 
videos, which of course are fun, but they're not funny. Like like the, or the, the, the educational videos that you have on your site, they are not the typical, you know, kind of like, hey, we're in the scene and you're not in the scene, but they're extremely inviting. Like literally, oh, you never smoked pot. You know, like, well, here's what could happen, and it's not all positive, right? Like you, you are very, you are very, very open about that, and I, I really enjoyed that because it's, it, in my eyes at least, it seems to be pretty unusual in the space. Yeah, well, I think that ties into like the name Houseplant itself. Like one of the reasons we landed on that name is it's something in your house. It's something that brings you joy. It's something simple and pleasant, and you understand it. And you know, like cannabis used to exist in a world where like people would make a brownie at home with a potency of cannabis that they did not understand and then have <laughs> bad experiences like i've i've had some brownie experiences that are really loathsome <laughs> and highly regrettable uh and 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 it's just you know like uh it, it, it's uh reckless uh and and the being given the chance to help make it responsible understandable and and relatable and something going back to houseplant that like you welcome into your home and you know it will be additive and not an unknown factor that is like confusing. It's like a real goal of ours. We just want people to understand and enjoy and mitigate the chance of, of, of an old school brownie overdose, as I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I do have a story about that, but you know, mom might be listening, so I should not. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> 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 um, talking about the brand name, it it is. I mean, the, the brand name is 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 crafted so strategically. Um, I, I have to ask it. How did you come up with it? Who came up with it? Did you did you all sit around? Like like how did what how did how did that work? Because sometimes brand naming it it, it sounds like oh, and then we need a name. Here's a name, but it's not like that. And you know that it sometimes takes weeks and weeks and i mean there's there's legalities involved and you know trademarks all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff um but with you how how did how did that super simple yet so differentiating and perfectly descriptive name come up uh it was just uh the longest it actually is like the same as every film we ever made like like <laughs> super bad one of our friends suggested the title and we had that one right off the bat but every other movie we sat for like years just like trying to figure it out it's the hardest part of making a movie pretty much like coming up with that perfect one word that brings it all together <laughs> yeah and with houseplant we launched an epic search or not search a creative process and we all came up with hundreds of names and we got companies to help us and we worked with all sorts of people and we had lists of thousands and thousands and thousands of names and then one day this one was on one of the lists and everyone came to work and was like did you see that houseplant was on that houseplant 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 and it just hit everyone. It was one of those things where everyone had the same instinct at the same moment about the same name. And it was just a done deal. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing when it comes together like that. And, and, you know, I, I thought about that. Uh, I thought about that last night as I was uh, preparing for our, for our interview together, I, I realized that creating a brand is actually a lot, at, at least I say that, and I, and I don't, I know nothing about the movie industry, but, but I, I realized that creating a brand must be a lot like creating a great TV series, right? One of those series that are on forever and ever, right? So, so when, when you think about it, and, and I love to hear your thoughts on that, if I'm in any way right with that, um, it, it's a very well thought out and engaging story, right? It has to feel new, yet it must be relatable. Um, there's no scripted ending, so it can adjust over time like any brand should um it, it's crafted for a very distinct audience and 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 lastly it's delivered through distinct creative and consistent execution so i mean in a way that's that's how i see a great tv series being being created is that 
is, is, uh, did, did you see any similarities from creating, let's say, a movie to, cre to, to crafting this brand? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a very similar and yet very different process in a lot of ways. Uh, the end result is just very different because a movie is like an intangible uh, uh, compilation of electronic messages that are zipped around the world by internet and then played on screen. You can't hold the movie. You literally can't hold one anymore. I don't even know. Do they still make movies? <laughs> so like you can't hold it. And it's and, and, and like I, I don't like, you know, like they, they show them in theaters, but like I don't get to like go into someone's home and like watch them watch my movie creepily. Uh, but with Houseplant, it's just a different thing. There's a tangible physical product at the end of the day, and you can see it and hold it and see other people hold it and enjoy it and see how different people interact with it. But the process of getting there is very, very, very similar. It's just uh, uh, meticulous, long, and creative. You know, yeah, we, yeah. We, have, we, have, we have nonstop jam sessions. We're always changing our mind and going back and redoing things. And it, it's, it's very similar to the buildup to a film. Like Seth and I are working on a new film uh, that we're writing to direct. And like, I can't like, there's, there's versions that have no uh, elements to the final version. And, and it's very similar with this. Like we had packages that have nothing to do with where we ended. We had <laughs> names that have nothing to do with the name we ended up with. So it's just, it's similar in the sense, it's just like a grand exploration. And I think also that, You know, when we make a TV show, like we have a target audience and then we want everyone else to also enjoy it. Right. And I think that's like a similar thing here where we're coming in with, with like a targeted uh, group of people who we know will really love our house goods and our cannabis. And, and then we want to expand from there. We want to make sure we have like a committed fan base who likes what we do. Um, but more than more than film and television, we can expand this to everybody. Like there's only so many people on earth who are going to watch Pineapple Express. There's some people who that is just not for. Uh, but houseplant's not like that. Houseplant can literally be for everybody and can expand indefinitely uh, and increase its fan base, whereas uh, some of our movies just are what they are. And I think, I mean, there's so much that, so, so much about this is, is, is really interesting to me, but, but also the idea that houseplant, in a way, could also be for people that are not even interested in cannabis because you just have really great products, right, that they might want to use, which is not who you're targeting, uh, but I could totally see someone buy, an, an, you know, buy a lighter because it's just really beautiful design, right? Uh, which, by the well, way... Well, they, well to, to that, one of our, like, biggest oh, go ahead, Mikey. oh what just one of our goals is uh it's something we always talk about is you know like some of us in the company like don't really drink alcohol ever but we have martini shakers and a tray with an ice bucket and other such things for the people we know who come over to our home who do enjoy that because we want them to feel at home and have what they need is as much as we want what we need and so just making it that that that, that is the brand in the cannabis space we are that you get our ashtray because your friend comes over and he wants to use it. And it's just a nice centerpiece that is like part of the home. Exactly. People, people shouldn't be handing people ashtrays to mug in it. Uh, to, to, <laughs> people right. shouldn't be handing each other mugs to ash in anymore. Uh, there's, there's much more beautiful ashtrays out there and, and people want to be a good host. Uh, and, and we do find that a lot of, a lot of our consumers are buying house goods, you know, even if they don't smoke because they're beautiful And they want that in their home. They want to be a good host. And but we do believe that over time, as we get into more uh, product formats like beverages and edibles, and as more and more consumers get comfortable with with cannabis products as alternatives to other uh, other products, that that a lot of those house good buyers today that don't smoke maybe will convert to uh, you know 
beverage and edible uh, uh, consumers in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, talking about talking about products and product design on your site, we see Seth create a ceramic ashtray, which he designed since he's actually into pottery and he's radigrated it. So for whoever, whoever doesn't follow Seth uh, on, on his Instagram, you will very quickly see that that is that is a serious passion. And I guess that that's the thing with Seth, right? It, it seems like when he gets into something, he really gets into knee deep, <laughs> like he really does it 100%. Um, but but by now, you have a good amount of products in your assortment. Uh, some are in collaboration with designers, like uh, I, I believe they recently launched a uh, uh, um, f- line with uh, with Adam Field. But who designs all of the products? Like, is it is it a newfound passion of you guys and Seth to do product development, or do you have an in-house team and Seth provides the inspiration? How are how are houseplant products designed? Give us give us a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, uh, well. We we all like nice things in our homes, and 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 you know Seth smokes joints all day every day, as does Evan, and you know started buying ashtrays uh, and started to buy some vintage ashtrays, and then you know we started to accumulate a collection of vintage ashtrays, which now we have you know probably north of six hundred of them or so, and what we. <laughs> What we came to uh, appreciate is that there was a time, you know, in our society not not too long ago, where there was a tremendous amount of of financial and creative resources poured into smoking accessories, and you know, those were for for, for cigarettes, which uh, you know uh, didn't play out as well. Um, but uh, you know, as we started to surround ourselves with with these, you know, beautifully designed, you know, ashtrays, it got our minds running on on you know, if, as we start to develop items we, we want them to be beautiful and we want them to have you know great utility uh and so a lot of our initial products you know stem from that from that thinking and you know a lot of the ideas are just generated uh from from our you know internally where we just say hey here's here's a need we have let's let's try and let's try and meet that and let's do that in a in a, in a beautiful way uh that that is very functional and we do have an internal uh house goods team uh which which works on the development of all of our objects we have a few uh external uh parties that have worked on on developing a number of our house goods with us um but it's a very collaborative and an intense process every object that we make seth and evan live with for some period of time in the prototyping phase so and and when when it's final before we you know hit go on the on, on a larger run of them so that we make sure we really stress test uh, every object and, and, and make it perfect. It's a tough life, but Evan and Seth have to have to live it, right? <laughs> yeah. I, for, the, for, the, for the first time maybe ever in my life last night, I had to try uh, a prototype for our pre-rolls and, and I have like a little bit of a cold and I was just like, I don't want to smoke this <laughs> right now, man. And I was like, I got to do my job. Yep, yep. You're on payroll. That's what happens. You got you to gotta clock in the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I mean, as as we talk about, you know, those those six hundred vintage um, ashtrays, and 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 we also talked a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, the beauty of tangible products, right? Versus, uh, you know, data and pixels, right? Um, let, let's talk about records or vinyl, as some like to call it. Uh, I've been an avid record collector for most of my life, and and I'm about to actually launch a product design company that sets out to innovate in that space. So. It did catch my attention when I saw that you created uh, 
a customized record player in collaboration with none other than the fine Viennese company Project, which I'm, I'm from Vienna, so Project is big, big on my list. Um, you also compiled a three-record box set uh, to sonically accompany the three cannabis strains that you were offering. Um, who, who of you is a vinyl nerd, and, and how do you determine what products fit within that like cannabis lifestyle brand and, 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 and which ones would go too far outside of it? I mean, I think the truth is nothing goes too far outside of it. And that ultimately, like almost anything could be within the cannabis lifestyle. It's such a broad blanket statement, you know, like some people use cannabis for working out and some people use cannabis for meditating and some people use cannabis when they want to cook. So like where the lifestyle can go is, is unlimited, I would say. And then when it comes to uh, the vinyl collections, uh, Seth and I both have record players and love to play vinyls. Uh, largely, you know, sonically, we uh, enjoy the vinyl, but also just the um, the concept of just putting something on and enjoying it and not having to think like, do I like this song? What about the next song? Should I skip this song? Should I do this? <laughs> so we we just wanted to go ahead and make something that was simple and that went along with the experience you were having. Because uh, it's, you know, like in, in university when we were all, uh, collecting music on our computers laboriously and spending hours and hours downloading them and creating mixtapes in high school. Like we put so much effort into making something that would be true to the experience we wanted to have. Like, you know, like we're, we're, we're going to, you know, we're in high school and we're going to walk to a party an hour away and we make a CD or a cassette for that specific experience. And so like the people who grew up when I did and when you guys did, like we, we had this never ending mission to create that perfect experiential playlist and uh and so we just thought this was and and also really it's just fun vinyl's cool simply put vinyls are cool i love it yeah. exactly <laughs> and, like it. yeah there's a short and, answer vinyls are super cool and there's a trust building and educational you know purpose of the vinyls with us having the, the sativa hybrid and indica uh you know vinyls and the and the tone of the music on each of those relating to you know the general feeling that that you know one of those uh, types of strains of oaks, right? With the sativa being more uplifting and the indica being more mellow and, and, um, and, you know, laying down. Well, I absolutely, I, I, I absolutely um, love that you mentioned this, right? Because it's not just for the sake of it being something that is interesting and cool and fits into the lifestyle, but it's again, it's form and function, right? It's like your ashtrays. There needs to be some. There needs to be a dual purpose for every one of the products, and that's the same thing with the vinyl set, where it's not just retro cool, but it's also it is actually educational because you you put it on a record for a certain mood, and it enhances the experience that you have with your offerings. So, um, totally. Absolutely. Um, Evan, you, you have worked with Seth since, I think, 2004, God knows when, <laughs> where where you met. Uh, no, it must have been 2004, because that's what I, I read that on Wiki. No, that, 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 that's, only, that's the first paying job we had together. But we've been working together since we were 12, which is 1996. I, I can't remember. When well, that, that wouldn't make it on Wikipedia. So since 2004, <laughs> because that's when you had your first paying job, that was, that was on, on, on the Ali G show, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And since then, you collaborated on, on, I mean, pretty much everything, right? I mean, you mentioned Pineapple Express, 50-50, super bad, right? You, you did a Simpsons episode together, which 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 is super cool, and I had no idea about. Um, but it, it would seem that the idea of leading with video content for this new venture of yours um, would be rather logical, right? What Was that part 
of the plan or did that very video forward content that we now see on the houseplant site, did that come organically? By that, you're referring to the educational videos? Um, the educational videos, the commercials, um, you know, and, 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 and the way that the website works, where you basically, you, you go from one area to another, um, and, and a mm -hmm. lot of the content that you get to see is video-driven, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we want to use every tool at our disposal. We're filmmakers, and it just seems crazy of us not to uh, uh, pursue some video stuff. And, and, and also, just like we just come up like with the educational videos. We knew we wanted to do educational material. And once we come up with an idea that we think is a little funny or clever or fun, it's relatively impossible for us to move off of it until we film it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and 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 yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a. Uh, I mean, there, there there was no moment where we didn't consider using tons of video. It's just our medium; it's where we live, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and it's just too logical not to combine them. And we have a lot you know we we've we've only uh, released the tip of the iceberg of all the different things we can do uh, and we're really excited to keep keep uh coming up with different videos and and, and new ways uh like literally as we're as we're talking right now there's a, a text chain going on between all the people at houseplant where they're hotly debating which picnic blanket to shoot a product on and I, if i could read <laughs> if, if, if i could read you this text chain people have real strong opinions <laughs> But I mean, that's the magic, right? I mean, that, that's what I, you know, and, and culture is so important to, to a brand, right? As, as you know, I mean, you know that from being on sets and everything, right? But, but you know, creating that culture and actually having people be excited about what kind of pattern or what kind of color the picnic blanket should have. I mean, that's how, that's how great stuff is being created. <laughs> I mean, you have to be meticulous and everyone has to be excited about it. So I absolutely okay. love that. And, and, and I mean, another thing that I really enjoy in, in your videos is, uh, you know, besides the obvious, which is, you know, the humor and Seth and, you know, all that stuff, but which is, which is kind of expected of, of, of the brand, you know, when you put, when you put, you know, the three of you together, but, um, that all of the, all of the commercials and videos have that, uh, I guess I call it the perfectly imperfect, you know, feel to it. Right. And it's not just the retro, but it, but everything is, 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 is slightly, slightly imperfect. And that that what to me makes it actually interesting. So it's not that overproduced stuff, you know, that I would expect, uh, you know, when Hollywood is involved in a startup. But even though everything is extremely thought, uh, thoughtful, it feels like it's it's just it's it just has that rawness to it, which, which I think is really great. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I, I think that uh, it that's just like true to our creative voice you know like when we when we get too overproduced it doesn't feel like it's actually us and uh and a big part of this is we just want it to feel like it's us besides the perfectly produced car lighter commercial where the music is just a couple seconds off <laughs> which which i absolutely love that i i was i was like cracking up on that yesterday so Everyone who's listening, just just go and check that out on the website. Um, talking about people listening and and and, and website and social media and all that good stuff. Um, people in the social media sphere love to complain about your pricing. I I learned <laughs> I learned that very quickly. It's like one of the first comments, uh, you know, on 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 many product posts. How do you how do you weed out? Uh, I guess that's a pun. How how do you weed out the <laughs> ones? <laughs> I did not mean that. Uh, the ones that understand the value of great design. Versus the ones that compare prices of your matchboxes with those from a supermarket, for example, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of times our community uh, weeds them out for us, and uh, awesome. and and uh, you know, I think that that over time there are enough of those that appreciate it and understand and are willing to pay. 
uh, which allows us to keep going and keep making more innovative products and, and uh, products that those people love and, and those that don't want to buy them don't have to buy them. So it happens organically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're not going on our social channels and, <laughs> and telling them, uh, you know, and, and engaging in that conversation. <laughs> but some of our community does. <laughs> And and also I'll add to that that like as we expand like we we will expand our product offerings and um, and there will be more things for more varied groups of people but but this is where we wanted to start with high end stuff because it's a statement yeah. that that cannabis is not below other things it's not less than it is it belongs in your house it can be nice enough that it costs a higher price point and and we wanted to start by making the nicer stuff and uh, and over time you know we we hope to expand to more SKUs and more people. Yeah, you, you don't hear that many people today complaining about the price of a pair of earphones, right? Um, but some of those earphones are pretty expensive. Uh, but yeah, yeah people no. appreciate the, the, the quality of the product. And if earphones are getting that type of, uh, of, of time spent uh, to make them so special and that packaging so incredible, then you know, we definitely think our products uh, uh, should as well. I one hundred percent one hundred percent agree. Um, it's it, it's interesting. I, I bought an uh, extremely expensive, a stupidly expensive uh, mountain bike the other week, um, and uh, it came without pedals. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there, and I'm like, you know, we're going through three hours of onboarding for a mountain bike, right? Like, here's all the stuff you need to know, and and then I'm like. Hey guys, uh, where where are my pedals? They're like, what do you mean your pedals? We we get to that now. Now you can you know buy any of these pedals here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I mean, I'm talking like you know a lot of money. And so, but that's but it's a strategy, right? It's like, oh, now it's the components, right? And so it's it, pricing is such a is, is such a concept and such a strategy. I mean, I'm I'm dealing with that right now with my own startup, where it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, I I, I want to come in at a certain price point in order to show what the product and the brand stands for right it's not just about the product you buy anyways let's go let's let, let's come to to some of the some of the big questions um you, you built the houseplant brand over the past two years or so but most probably I'm off with the years but something like that um what what does branding mean to you both now that you worked on this brand you know really focused over over a good amount of time what what does branding mean to you well I mean, for me, for me personally, it's an extension of my creativity and my, yeah, it's a, it is like, and I think Seth would probably say the same, like we, we feel like this is just a remarkable, exciting, different outlet for our creative capacity. And part of the core of it is, uh, of Houseplant is that, that, that this is stuff that Seth and I are passionate about, that we personally use, that we personally enjoy. And so, and that, that is, that is my experience with the brand. Yeah, I would I would add, you know, we are a company. We make products and we make advertisements, uh, and we want every touch point that we put out to the world uh, to evoke some, you know, emotional response and feeling among our consumers and those that are, you know, viewing any of the creative assets that we put out there as well. Uh, and and so I think it's it's really, you know, translating that emotion and experience that we want people to have when they're engaging with us in, in any touch point. Wonderfully said. Yeah, ab absolutely. Absolutely. And if you, if you could take, if you could take the house plant brand 
and and you would put it through a funnel. <laughs> everything that's house, everything that's house plant, right? From 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 internal, from 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 your culture to the creativity to the products to you know what what you what you fight for, right? Because uh, I mean, you're also an outspoken brand, you know, when it comes to legislations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, you know, and, and you put all of that through a funnel. Um, what comes out should be extremely simple. It should be like one or two words. Um, I call it I, I call it the brand DNA, but I'm sure everyone else calls it the true north or the brand essence or anything like that, right? But the idea of like what is that, you know, if if you can if you can describe it in one or two words. I mean, if you think about Sappos, right? Sappos is all about service, even though they're selling shoes, right? Everlane is all about transparency, even though they're selling clothes. Um, what what what? What is what is your brand about? What I, I know we talked about this briefly before we before we hit record, um, uh, just to just to to know that the two of you actually had some time to sync up on that. With one guest is easier, but the two of you, it's a different story. It was it was hotly debated. It was hotly, hotly debated. debated. It was hard for <laughs> yeah. us to figure out. Yeah, I mean, in some of the brands that uh, and companies that you mentioned, I don't know if they you know the word that they would describe today was the one they would have chosen you know early on. Um, and that they set out, you know, with that North star or, or not. Um, I mean, as Evan and I, you know, we're sort of debating, uh, we, we kept coming back to the word welcome. Uh, and you know, it, it ties in nicely with, with houseplant, with the name of the company and the objects that we are, are, are making for people and the, and, and the education and, uh, and, and thought that we put into all of the houseplant cannabis products. Um, as, as we talked about before that, there are going to be more and more consumers that are going to come into the space, and there are plenty of consumers already. There was no proof of concept for cannabis needed. Cannabis has been around forever, right? And and so Houseplant is a company that wants all of those people uh, to feel welcome and 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 seen and understood. I love that. It's you know it's it's a word that no one of my Boy, I don't know. Eighty or so guests so far uh, has ever used, uh, and that's 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 that that shows that it is it it is very thought thought through. And and yes, there is a pun with the with the name, but but like you just explained, um, it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really it's with a word like that you can you can go a long way, right? That's the whole idea, right? That that can be a mantra on which you can you can keep build, building the building the brand. Yeah, and if you like, like, like tying it into like our education videos, like those exist because we want you to have a welcoming feeling. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel like you understand it. Like, it, it, no one feels like they're welcome if they're not comfortable. And so it's about really like making sure people are in are in the right headspace and the right emotional area, and 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 for them to know that like we want them to feel welcome. It's not invite only. It's an open house, right? Yeah. Totally, totally. Exactly. With, 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 with everything you've you've been going through, um, with with creating this new brand, um, do you have any do you have any uh, piece of brand advice for 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 founders um, as as a takeaway as we slowly come to the end of this show? Anything that you learned where you figured, oh shoot, you know, someone else can actually learn from that mistake, or you know, like here's something that we we've done where we feel like it's it's it's, it's something that others could really be- benefit from. I mean. For for me, it's it's it, it, like a, a a quick story to explain it is we released these uh, boxes in Canada when we first came out. Our cannabis came in these boxes, and we knew that maybe people would be bothered, especially in Canada, that they were large boxes. But we thought 
cannabis deserves reverence. So we'll put it in these boxes, just like another product, like headphones come in a box, your computer comes in a box. Why can't cannabis come in like a nice box? Mm -hmm. And so we went to great effort to make sure it was made from upcycled things and, and post-consumer waste. And we actually won an award for uh, how environmentally friendly it was. And the Canadians hated it. And they huh. eviscerated us. They despised the boxes. I would go into stores and talk to the people just to like see what's going on. They'd be like, why'd you guys make these boxes? <laughs> and uh, and the point of my story is sometimes you try so hard, you consider every angle, and you just fail. And it didn't ruin our company. It didn't ruin our motivation. But it was one of those things where like we really tried hard. And we tried to satisfy everybody. And we tried to like think what was going to go wrong, what could go wrong, what could go right. And in the end, it just didn't work for reasons that we failed to see or couldn't see. And so I, I, I just think you got to be ready for those big fails. It's a good point. And uh, Mikey, before I hand it over to you, uh, real, real quick, what, what, what was the reason? Was it just because it was different than you? Or was it because it's just, uh, you know, like, like too much and they felt like it's a waste? Yeah, I think some people felt it was uh, excessive packaging uh, and it was harder for the stores that don't have, you know, a ton of storage space to, to have to I see. much larger boxes in there. And um, it just felt, unnecessary and we knew that it was uh unnecessary but we 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 viewed it as necessary as as cannabis was such an amazing product we felt so and we wanted to treat it the way other amazing products get treated um but uh the market disagreed it would have made sense for any brand builder to go your route too right i mean if you go into the market with a more high-end product and you want it to not only stand out but also be something that is more you know inviting to to take home and and, and look at at home and just and, and if you see no one has a packaging why wouldn't you create one that is that is especially good for the environment too right well not good for the environment but at least it's not it's not bad for the environment and you thought about all of this so i i can see how you were like deer in the headlights with when we when that we we, we, we all kept a few we looked at them sometimes sometimes i hold it and just it <laughs> in quiet moments you sometimes <laughs> sometimes look at it um great what, what's what's next for the houseplant brand i know i know the, the whole the whole u.s thing just happened pretty recently i know you keep pushing products you keep you keep expanding what, what's next what are you super excited about besides you know opening you know your cupboard and looking at the packaging but but what, what are you super excited about in the next six months for the brand oh man um, can we, go can first, we just, Dev. Or, I, yeah, mean, go I, I assume I have the same response as you, you go. Well, I, I mean, it's kind of three buckets to it for me. I, I mean, on the house good side, we've been working on some incredibly exciting, innovative, uh, objects that we're, I couldn't be more excited for the world to see, uh, sh shortly. Um, so excited to get those out into the world. We're having tremendously positive response, uh, really globally, uh, to the house goods. And we're hearing from people you know, and uh, all sorts of places from corners of the world um, that that want to have access to to buying them. And, and right now, you can only buy them uh, across the 50 U.S. states. Um, so, super excited for some of the objects that we're kind of on the house good side, and to scale that that business and make more things available to more people. On the on the on the cannabis side, uh, we're coming out with pre-roll joints shortly, and we've spent a long, long time hmm. uh, uh, to create the the um, you know the the best uh, packaging and uh, really the best pre-roll joint on the market. Um, and, and so we're really excited. We think that uh, a lot of people will stop rolling joints uh, once they experience ours. Um, they're hand-rolled, uh, a really premium product. Um, so really excited about that. And then on the digital side, you know, we're, we're, we're growing our digital team. We're growing our digital ecosystem. 
we, you know, as we've discussed, like we're building a relationship with consumers across the country, around the world, and we are really getting to know them. And that's what I'm really excited about is, is to really be that data-driven uh, 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 company within, within the cannabis space who just has a one-to-one relationship with the largest audience out there. Uh, so that's really exciting. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Evan, Evan anything to, to add from your end? Uh, I mean, my answer was just flatly pre-rolls. And again, uh, it's all more self-centered for me than Mikey. I <laughs> am so sick of rolling joints. And people like, they see Seth and I doing it at parties and at our house and stuff. And they're like, oh man, you guys must love rolling joints. No, no one loves rolling joints. I don't want to build my car every time I drive it. I don't want to brew my beer every time I'm about to have it. I just want it there. And I've been waiting my mm. whole life for this. And I'm so, I mean, you can tell I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. That is that is indeed exciting, um, especially since you're since you're innovating on that, which is kind of mind blowing. Um, you know, because it seems so so obvious that that should be something that should be out there, um, especially when you put it into your um, you know analogies with 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 you know brewing your own beer. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I will say, like like I want to be clear about one thing: like pre rolls exist. There's tons of pre rolls out there in the world, uh, but they they don't work quite as well as they should, and that's where we believe we have struck an innovative uh, 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 moment where we are taking it to the next level. Because uh, there, there are pre-roll joints, but there's issues with them that would be a whole other podcast we would have to go into to get, get into the nitty-gritty on that. But we think ours are special, and we're really excited. Which is most probably a different podcast than mine. <laughs> so that's uh, I, I would most probably not be able to uh, put you know put put too much perspective on that matter. But how can how can people uh, following get to know Houseplant? Uh, go to Go to houseplant.com. Uh, go to follow at houseplant on Instagram. Uh, those are the the primary channels. It's that simple when you have a great name that you can own, right? <laughs> It is. Houseplant.com. Buy some houseplants. Uh, buy some house goods. Come come to California to 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 experience houseplant cannabis products. Love it. And since this is a podcast, and even though Seth is not around, um, uh, is is Seth's podcast coming out soon? Because I I, I read about it. It is already it, did. It, it, it did. It, It came out a couple of weeks ago. I think they've released like three or four episodes. I'm not quite sure, but it, it has come out and it is very entertaining. So here's a shout out for Seth's podcast. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you both for, for, for your time and for your insights and for the stories. Um, it was, it was, it was so great. Uh, so great to have you. And I know you're going to say you're welcome because that's what we defined now, right? <laughs> that, that is your brand DNA. It's welcome, but it's thank, not your, it's not, it's not your welcome. It's, I know, but you still can finish welcome. off. Okay. There we go. Be well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It was a great, great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Likewise, Thank thanks, Adrian. And that's what I call edutainment. <laughs> what what a blast. Go, go check out Houseplant online. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have the conversation. And if so, please subscribe, rate, and share the show. Or even support it by going to patreon.com slash hitting the mark. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited, as usual, by Everett Barton, and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by the one and only Happiness One. I will see you next time, when we once again will be hitting the mark.